Welcome everybody to a new episode of Real Freedom. And today we've got a a different spin on uh, some of the topics that we've previously covered. So we've got uh, a couple of guys here, Brian Driscoll and Chad Keller, and they're going to talk about how they're using digital marketing uh, to be able to work towards financial freedom. And both of these guys are also real estate investors. And so they just have a, a lot of wisdom to be able to share with us. So um, welcome. Thanks so much for coming on, Brian and Chad. And why don't you guys just give us a little bit of a, a background on you? Yeah, sure. So I'll start. Um, yeah, we're, we're both actually here in Pittsburgh. Uh, we have a digital marketing background. We've both been doing marketing for like 15 years on the Facebook side and the SEO side. And I'm also, I've always wanted to get into real estate. So I got into uh, investing. I do primarily buy and hold. I buy in one zip code and, and uh, like where I live. Mm-hmm. And then mainly we do lead generation. So we'll generate leads. We funnel all the extra leads over to like different investors. And then we just keep the ones in our area by all that kind of stuff. So it kind of works well because we can do the marketing and understand the business. Uh, and real estate is just pretty fun. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and Chad has a different kind of background too. So I'll let him tell you about that. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Uh, nice to meet everyone. Brian got me into the real estate investing game, but prior to that, um, I'm a marketer. So I've always been a marketer by trade. I, I've been doing it for about 10 years now. Lead generation has been my focus. I've done lead generation for fortune 500 companies, um, all the way down to startups. So I've created startups, sold startups, um, and got into this. Um, with Brian when I saw that uh, he was crushing in real estate. I'm like, man, like, I don't know what to do investment-wise. I'm not kind of savvy, like financial investment-wise, but I know that you are, and I know that you're doing a lot with real estate. I'd love to, to learn what you're doing. And me and Brian have always worked together from referring clients on digital and everything. Um, and, and it made a lot of sense for us to just like, hey, like, like let's grab leads online. And then we started grabbing properties where we wanted them. And it all kind of just fell together and came to where we're at today uh, with earning a bunch of properties together. Brian has a bunch of his own and we have a bunch together now. So it's pretty fun. It's exciting. Um, been doing it for a while and see where it goes here in the future. Cool. Well, let's let's dig in a little bit to the investment side. So I know, <laughs> Brian, you were the one that really got started with that and, and then brought Chad in. Um, how did that investment piece start for you? Yeah, so here's how it started. I, I originally got into investing. I was looking for a house to live in. I did another kid, so I needed a new house. I took the Craigslist. And uh, I found a house in Bethel, like where I live. I live in Bethel Park. I mm-hmm. found a house out here, and I, I went and met the guy, and he's a wholesaler. So I mean, I don't know anything about like what all this is about. So he's telling me, yeah, I wholesale the house. We got it, I got it for a really good deal. And that introduced me to, hey, you can buy houses that are in like, because I bought it as is, and it was a little bit beat up. Mm-hmm. You can buy houses that aren't in tip-top shape, but you get them in a heavy discount, and you can fix them up. They're livable, but you can fix them up while you live there. So you don't have to go spend a whole bunch of money up front. So I, I, so I started doing that. I was looking around. I found another property that I didn't need to live in. I started looking around and I'm like, I, I picked up a property for like 30,000 bucks, put 20 grand into it. And I, that was my first rental property. I still got it. It's paying me like 950 a month. Mm-hmm. And, you, and then uh, what I did was I put the money in. I remodeled it. And then I went to the bank and I have so much equity in it. Like I, it's probably appraised at like 150 and I only owe 60. Mm-hmm. I can take all my money back out and do it again. Mm-hmm. And in tw- and then the tenants paying off the mortgage in 20 years, that's kicking off cash flow. It's like a retirement plan. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's primarily on the real estate what I do. So it's the Burr method. Like buy yep. and then remodel all that kind of stuff. So that, yeah. that's, that's mainly what I do. And I just really like it. Like I like taking junk houses, getting a couple 30-yard dumpsters, getting it cleared out and making them nice. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember when uh, first talking to Brian about this, 
uh, I was like, how do we get started? He's like, okay, well, we need to buy a house. We need to buy a house for around a hundred thousand. He's like, we're going to buy this completely cash. Just go in and buy it. And I'm like, okay, great. Awesome. They bought the first house, got it and everything. And I'm like, all right, so we got to get another one and we're going to go get another hundred thousand, just buy another house. And like, just, we're going to have all this money tied up in real estate. He's like, no, 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 you get the money back. I'm like, what do you mean you get the money back? I was like, mm-hmm. we actually get, the, he's like, you refinance the house and you actually get the money back in your pocket. So we can use that same money and just keep flipping it, which is crazy, which was like so new to me that I'm like, this doesn't even seem right. Like, why isn't everyone doing this? So uh, after he introduced me to that, I'm like, wow, this is a whole new game we're about to play here. Because this is okay. some. Tell him about the condition of that first house. That was, uh, what was that, Murdoch? Yeah. Yeah, you walk into these houses and, and uh, they're not great situations at all. Like I, some of these people, like I don't even know how how they live in these houses, uh, but they are still living in them. They're like hoarder houses. And we've got a lot of houses that are just hoarders. And you walk into these places and thankfully we have to wear masks now. But uh, <laughs> if you didn't have a mask on when you walk into these houses, it's, a, it's an ugly situation. I remember that. Fr- I think it was the fridge at that place. Fr- oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and the whole entire house would just smell from the fridge. So they aren't, aren't great, amazing properties, but we make them nice. And it, it's feel good too, because you go in and you take something, you can actually see your work being done and, and the changes that you make um, to these properties. So it's fun. Yeah. I was going to say that was actually how I got my start too with my my first flip is we bought a house for $36,000 and put about 20 into it, rented it out for a couple of years and then ended up selling it. So um yeah, so I've I've looked at a lot of those similar properties. So so yeah. how do you so now are you guys doing the work yourself or are you guys doing any of that or do you have uh connections that you made or you just hired it out or how did you kind of take care of all the grunt work on those on the early days? Yeah, sure. So in the early days, I learned a lot of lessons and lost money. But I, I pulled people in, did stuff. For example, I had a guy that came out. I got him on Craigslist also. Mm-hmm. Uh, he put on a roof. He put half of it on, never came back. It's going to rain the next week. I'm like, okay. You didn't tell him that you had to do the whole roof? Yeah. So lesson <laughs> learned. And I had to pay a guy to come out, which is expensive to get a roof for last, on last minute to fix mm-hmm. it for me. Um, I know how to do this stuff in my house. I prefer not to do it in rentals. Currently now I've learned though, uh, if you can find a good contractor that's reasonable and reliable, do it. But also, if you're a contractor, you can save a lot of money doing it yourself. Me, mm-hmm. that's not my cup of tea, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I'm a big believer on working hard, saving your cash, and then using your cash to get other people to do. Like you can make more money with your time mm-hmm. and give money to the contractor that they can do what they're best at, and then they can get and you get a lot more accomplished, you know. Yeah, I'll do a better job on contract than I would anyways. There's been many times where I'm like, Brian, we can go over and fix that wall or we can do this or we can do that. He's like, dude, you're insane. Like your time's so much better spent by finding us another lead for another property or work grabbing another client or whatever it may be. Like, you know, look at your time versus that, like the time to do that. And especially not knowing how to do that. Um, mm-hmm. The time you're going to waste trying to figure it out. So the, it's definitely hard to not do it yourself. But if you look at the time factor, it's nice. There is a big self-awareness piece of that. Like you have to have to kind of know like what what's in your lane, what's not in your lane and, you know, kind of like no, no when to run is let other people do that work for you because yeah, you're right. There's, there's ways where you can be much more valuable with your time spending that finding the next deal or, you know, in multiples versus, you know, Hey, I'm going to take six hours and, 
and work on fixing this part of the home, I could take those six hours and go find two other homes or something right. like that. Yeah. It's interesting too. Cause like right when you're starting, like some of your listeners might just be starting out. Like when you're starting, you got to do everything yourself. Like mm-hmm. you just don't have the money. You got to grind those 16 hour days. I mean, we still grind, but you, you got to like do everything and then just make sure to hold your cash like live below your means and then hold that cash. And then in the future, you can have those other people pull the specialists in that are cheaper too. And then you can grow that way. And then you can put yourself doing more important stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how many, how, how fast did this grow for you over from, from when you started to where you're at now? Like how many units are you at or, you know, how much of these have you, have you already sold a lot of these properties or what does your portfolio look like today? Yeah, sure. So it's, it's been about five years. I consider it like, we're like a hobbyist kind of, we have about mm-hmm. 15 properties, um, all single family, three bedroom, two bath, well, three bedroom, two bathroom, and one duplex. Most mm-hmm. of them are single family. So, um, have, I don't, I've never even sold a property. I just buy them and rent them. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of like the hold strategy for the long term because you figure yeah. that's going to be passive income. Um, yep. like right now we have mortgages on them. I never over leverage. I only ever pull out the cash that we put into the property. For example, I just actually did a closing this morning. Um, we purchased a property about two months ago. It's a three bedroom, two bath. Uh, bought it for hundred grand, put forty thousand into it, and appraised at two fifteen. Mm-hmm. So we pulled our, we only pulled one hundred thirty back out. Before we got our play money back to do it again, and there's like seventy five thousand equity there, which is sweet because in ten years it might be like one hundred fifty thousand equity or whatever mm-hmm. you know. And it's kicking off cash with the mortgage. We're only getting like three hundred dollars maybe a month cash flow. Mm-hmm. Um, but in 20 years, it's probably going to double and there's no mortgage. The tenants, like it's not taking any of our cash really. Yeah. Which yeah. is, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Now, most of these, uh, houses that you found, uh, was this word of mouth then as you started to grow or, or how did that then develop into the, the online lead generation? Yeah. So basically I set up a, just a small website, just one of the, it was actually a carrot website. Mm-hmm. I just put it up online and we started marketing. I'm like, Hey, let's originally I got them on Craigslist. I'm paying these fees to wholesalers. I'm like, well, I think we can get these ourselves and save the 10,000, whatever the wholesale fee is. Mm-hmm. So we started doing that and people were calling. I'm like, okay, this is cool. Like we're able to generate our own. We don't have to pay a wholesaler. Any properties we find out of our area, we can send to a wholesaler and there's going to split the profit with us. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a win-win there. That's how it started with me. And then Chad, I was talking with him and he's like, he saw me do his projects. Like, hey, I got to get in on this thing. I'm like, okay, we'll, we'll work something out. Yeah, I've always wanted to get into like real estate hardcore. And you always hear everybody talking about it, building wealth through real estate, all of that. That's so much better than having money tied up and getting 2 to 4% interest a year. Mm-hmm. Gain a lot more in real estate. Yeah. So so talk then about kind of the digital marketing. How does that, how does your background with digital marketing intersect with now real estate? Yeah. So uh, with digital, like I've had the opportunity worked with companies spending millions and millions on Facebook a month. I still have affiliate deals and, and passive income through that where I do, where I spend crazy amounts on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, it, it, you're able to test so much with that. When you have that leverage and that much ad spend, you're able to AB test so many different things, see what doesn't work, see what does work. And it's, I hate to say it, but you're almost like playing with other people's money at that time. Um, mm-hmm. Or at anything, you're gambling your own money, but you know your return is so good that you can risk so much. Mm-hmm. And being able to do that on such large accounts. And then here, when you go to a local market and doing real estate for a local business or whatever like this, uh, when you're doing Facebook ads, you only need like a thousand to $2,000 to spend a month, generate mm-hmm. these leads, generate a good amount of leads. 
So basically you take your best learnings from spending that, that millions of dollars on ad spend and apply them to these local markets. And you're, we're pretty much just a little bit ahead of the game there. I like to say, because like we have that background and that experience, like we know we were able to do that. So we know how to jump the competition in our area and be better than everyone else. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's paid off a lot for us that that experience has, has really came into play here to drive these leads. Um, and then just having, uh, like we, we make different ad creatives. We're always testing like, Hey, does this get their attention? Does this get the least attention? And, and we're just always AB testing things even here on a local scale now. Um, and, and it's really helped us a ton. And now we're, we're driving in between our clients. We probably thousands of leads a month, um, across the nation, um, for these off market properties. Now, how did you get started in digital marketing? Walk us back through that. How do you get to have all these million dollar clients? So, uh, actually, um, any, any entrepreneur's journey, like I, I started off, I, I was actually selling donuts, selling pretzels, uh, the gas stations, things like this. Uh, and then met a buddy and we started a online product company, um, where you just like selling products from China on Amazon and everything. Then there was a way to differentiate yourself where we could basically laser cut veneer that you put on kitchen cabinets and lay it on top of products. And then you would laser engrave and everything like cell phone cases, um, bottle openers, uh, notebooks, things like that. Um, took this brand, it took this company and actually created a brand called Wooden um, and then pushed, put it on Facebook. And this is when Facebook was in its heyday. Like you could literally put a post on Facebook and hit boost. And we were getting 10 times return on our money. Like we, I, I remember me and my buddy Phil like looking at one another. We're like, dude, we just spent $1,000 and got $10,000 in return. And like, we just kept doing that. And then I was like, oh my, like Facebook is giving such a return on, on ad spend. This is, I need to learn this inside and out and just spent all of my time in that business mm-hmm. to the point where like manufacturing and like outsourcing everything was even like failing because I was spending so much time learning Facebook. We were driving so many sales that then actually sold that business. And then through selling that business was taught myself all the Facebook ads and everything, and then got introduced to clients, referrals and everything because they heard about that story mm-hmm. um, and just kind of built into an agency. And then when it built into an agency, you're, you're grabbing clients with huge retain, huge ad spends. And then uh, just keep keep learning. We still learn every day. Like me and Ryan every day, like we, we look at it right now, we're like, we think this will work. This, this seems like it'll work. Let's try it out and test it. And you're just with Facebook updates and Google updates and everything, like you're always making adjustments, always learning. Um, so, so yeah, it's, it's been a long journey, but, uh, it's been a fun one. So has your been focus? has your main focus been primarily on Facebook then? And how much time are you spending in some of the other spaces on the other social media channels? Um, Facebook is just the main driver, uh, because it has the most volume at this point, especially for real estate and what, what I do with other clients as well. Um, but we, we do as like Brian's been doing SEO since SEO was created, which is more of an organic digital strategy um we do google pay or click um for our business we do linkedin we do twitter um we do it all um but the primary dollars are spent on facebook just because the opportunity is there um a lot of these consumers especially within like real estate for instance um they they spend a lot of time on their phones and they're spending a lot of time on feeds i even think about like my mom for instance like she's on facebook all the time like she is like She's my, she's our primary demographic. I mean, people 45 to 60 years old, even older, they're spending a ton of time because they want to know what their kids are doing, what their grandkids are doing. 
So when I say Facebook, I say Instagram because they're owned by mm -hmm. the same entity. So they're on these platforms trying to see what their kids and everyone are doing. So you're constantly just able to get in front of them. We're taking a brief pause from our episode. We'll get back to you in a second. This is Mike Swenson. Are you looking to get more out of your real estate career? Are you looking for tools and systems and ways to build wealth so that you can have the financial freedom that you desire? I have a vision to create 20 millionaires over the next 20 years, and I want to do that for you. If you're interested in learning more about that program and how I can help you, reach out to me at mike at realfreedom.com. That's M-I-K-E at R-E-L-F-R-E-E-D-O-M.com. Thanks. Brian, why don't you chat a little bit then about your kind of background in digital marketing? Yeah, sure. So I got into it back in the hate of actually same buddy, same guy, Phil, got me into digital marketing back in the early 2000s. Mm -hmm. uh, back way whenever SEO was like super early. Like you could make a page, put white text on it, and then you're ranking. Like invisible text, all kind of weird stuff. Mm -hmm. Then I gradually grew with that. I got onto a platform called Upwork. I don't know if you've ever seen that. Yep. Um, yep. And I got into that back when it was Odesk. So right before it would turn into Upwork. I used it when it was Odesk. Yeah. Did you? So you yeah. know. Uh, and then, yeah, I started I started on there billing like 10 bucks an hour. I'm like, whoa, someone's, had, someone's paying me money to do this. It raised my race to 20 and it just kept going up. And now I'm pretty expensive on there, but I originally got on there as a freelancer and then um, just helped other people build their business on the SEO side. SEO is different than uh, Facebook. Facebook has a really quick return on investment. SEO has a really high return on investment, but it's slow. Like it's like, I'm going to optimize your website now, but in three or four months, you'll see the results. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of a, a, a longer play, but you're not paying for clicks once you rank. So, so it's cool in the long play. So, it, and everything works really well together. That's like, even with our clients, it's like, if you're doing Facebook and you can do SEO and Google pay-per-click as well, at the same time, they work well together. Like even Google pay-per-click, say you get a hundred people to your website that want to sell your house, mm -hmm. say 95 of them don't fill out a form and five do those 95 people, we can retarget them with Facebook ads. And then mm -hmm. we're living in their feed. They've already shown intent that they want to sell their house. We already paid the 10, $20 to get the click. Now let's just stay in front of them on Facebook. And whenever they're ready, they're going to see our name and, hopefully convert with us, you know, mm -hmm. but yeah, yeah, so I just been, uh, just grinding, you know, and I just enjoy doing, I like building stuff, same in the houses, same in the market. I like growing numbers, growing businesses, helping people out. Mm -hmm. So then how did that turn into what you guys are doing now with motivated leads? Um, were you guys already investing together before that, or did you start motivated leads or how did that enter into the picture? Yeah, we started, um, we started investing before motivated leads mm -hmm. and then funny COVID hit. This past year, we did, we started motivated leads after COVID uh, COVID hit. Like, hey, let's do something, mm -hmm. and then we start we started marketing that. And um, we had, we had the real estate knowledge before from doing the properties, and then the digital. And we're like, hey, let's let's just try it out and see what happens. Like right mm -hmm. now, the market like I got crushed in the business. Like I, I had some clients like they do. Uh, I got a client that does lanyards for uh, trade shows. COVID hit, trade shows are done. He's like, hey, I got to pause. So I, there was a lot of that going on. Mm -hmm. so like, you know what, let's, let's do something fun. Real estate's here. We know it. Uh, we can get leads for ourselves. Let's see if we can help other people get those leads too. And we're able to duplicate like we did in Pittsburgh, like mm -hmm. all across the country. It's crazy. Like even California, like really competitive places we're we're able to get leads for a quarter of the cost that these guys are used to paying. So, I mean, it really helps them out. And it's, uh, it's really fun because I like working with real estate investors. Like they're cool people, you know? Um, your focus then is real estate investor clients, right? So we're not talking residential real estate buying and selling. We're talking about those investor clients. Is that right, Chad? Yeah, we have some guys that like have either, we don't do it for strictly agents that just want listings or whatever it may be. 
we're going after the guys that are trying to find those off-market deals that don't want to buy off sale or anything like that. But some of the guys do have a team where, hey, they have an agent on the team that can list the property because all 95% of the leads that we drive them are off-market. Um, and some of the houses don't make sense from an investment standpoint. So they will just go list them. Mm-hmm. But mainly we're working with the investors and a lot of guys wholesale. Like mm-hmm. we have a, I don't know if we talked about that, but like on Facebook, you can only drive um, leads within a radius of a city or a county. And right. Brian and I only buy one zip code. So what do you do with all those extra leads? Uh, Brian's buddy is a wholesale partner. We actually give him those leads and he gives us half of the profit on a deal that he goes in wholesales. So it's literally the lead comes in. Brian's like, oh, it's not in our area, forwards it to him. And then he'll sometimes contact us. I think he contacted us four months later and was like, hey guys, I just made a deal for $39,000. You guys get half. We're like, oh, okay, well, that's great. That was something we weren't even expecting. And it just like, it just comes out of nowhere. Yeah, and, yeah we do, and we do specialize. It's more with it, real estate investors too. Uh, not, we don't target real estate agents. We can help agents out, but it's more uh, the investor side. Well, and what I love about, being in, and, and that's really why I, I have this podcast is talking about kind of anything inside of the real estate playground is there's, there's so many things that you can, you can do entrepreneurially. And there's so many different ways that you can make money um, using the gifts and skills that you have. And like you said, you're, you're only looking at personally a small little area, but anything else that you're generating, you can gain additional income on. So there's, there's all these different verticals out there where there's a way that you can make, make more money by, by staying in this playground and just continuing to, you know, personally invest, you can pass leads off to other people. Yeah. If, if it's an investment, you're going to have a real estate agent that could win by listing a property, um, somebody buying the property. So there's so many ways that you guys can win and you're just combining your, your best skills, which is digital marketing and real estate investing into a product that works really well for people. You know what, too, it's interesting talking about investing too, which I'll bring up. So investing in real estate is like, I consider that extremely safe in, mm-hmm. in single family units, not, not necessarily commercial stuff like that. But a lot of people too, I talk to like, they're, they're, I think there's a difference between investing conservatively and gambling. So a lot of guys are like, yeah, well, we want, we're going to go invest in this new business coming up, this new tech business or whatever. I'm like, dude, like there's an 80% chance you're going to lose your money. Mm-hmm. You know? So, so I don't know if it benefits your listeners or not, but I've experienced that myself getting in all the hype and all that kind of stuff. And you lose, your, lose, you know? So, um, when investing, it's, I think it's important also to keep that in mind. Hey, risk reward, you know? So, so talk about, um, motivated leads. If, if I'm somebody that is uh, a real estate investor, how do you, how do you find these folks? Kind of what is the, the onboarding process look like? What is the setup process? And then how do you help them win? Yeah. Um, so pretty much how we find these guys. So We've been featured on some podcasts like like this, like Carrot. Carrot's a mm-hmm. huge player in the industry. Brian had an interview over there. Uh, it, it did really well for us. Trevor's became uh, friends with us and everything. So it, it's been really good for us. Uh, we do our own digital advertising. Like like I said, I do a lot of lead gen. So mm-hmm. I even understand it for us from a, from a motivated lead standpoint. We're, we're on five, six channels we, uh, we do lead gen from um, to find these investors. Um, we have telemarketers, we have everything, we have a team that, that helps us out as well. But what we found within this industry is that there's a lot of investors that just don't know digital. Like they, like even if the, especially the older generation of like, a lot of these investors are older. They, they, they retired from their career and now they're investing in real estate. They don't even know how to like set up a Facebook page or a Facebook ad account or anything like that. 
we've actually created a, a full done for you solution to the point where they pretty much fill out a form and they approve ads and creatives and it's done for them. We take care of everything else, setting up their website, setting up the, setting up the tracking pixels, the ad accounts. Um, and I feel like that's what's really helped a lot of people in this industry where they're like, oh, I don't have a website. I can't get started. We're like, oh, don't worry about that. We'll take care of that. But we'll, we'll send you over to Carrot. If you signed up there, and it's 100% done for you. So um, it, it's a pretty turnkey solution on our side. One other thing too on that too, one thing that differentiate, since we're, since I'm an investor and Chad's an investor, like we understand what a motivated seller lead is mm-hmm. versus a person wanting to sell their house on the market. Like a totally different demographic and a lot of digital marketing agencies don't understand what the difference of a home seller is. Like a motivated seller is somebody that inherited a home or has a house that's a hoarder house, they can't list on the market. They don't, or they inherited the house, they don't have enough money to fix it. And they just want the convenience and are willing to sell it a little bit of a discount for a cash buyer to come in, no uh, contingencies, all that kind of stuff. And you're closed in two weeks versus, mm-hmm. you know how the MLS goes. Mm-hmm. Like you're, you're closing in two months, you're getting beat up by the uh, inspection, all that kind of stuff. So, um, mm-hmm. but I think it's really beneficial that we're in the space and understand what that market is and we can relate to it. Like we know what kind of leads we're looking for and we're also know what investors are looking for. Yeah. Yeah. Cause traditionally, I mean, we talk about that on the real estate side, you know, somebody who's looking to list their house, there's, there's a whole range of, of motivators, but, but for a lot of people, it's maximizing the dollar value, right? Like the, we as real estate agents are talking about, we're going to try to get top dollar for your home. And, you know, in this type of market, it might mean, you know, 30, 40 showings in a weekend. Um, but the, the goal is really maximizing top dollar. What you guys are focusing on is, is more convenience, right? And that doesn't mean that it's it's a bad thing because there's people that, yeah, they just want to get rid of this house. Um, and for them, convenience is, is really important. So a quick closing with few hassles and a guarantee of it's a cash offer. It's not, well, the appraisal came in low and now we've got to renegotiate or or the mortgage, the lender's having issues and now we got to re- renegotiate or I need to submit you know, my, my pay stubs to them because they need something else for underwriting. So what they're getting is they're getting the convenience, right? And the surety of I've got a cash buyer that's going to come in and buy this house. And in two weeks, I get to wipe my hands and walk away from that situation. So these are, are distinctly different people. Now there's people probably somewhere in the middle there, but, but yeah, who you guys are targeting is very different than kind of the, the, the person that we're targeting where our message is usually top dollar. Your message is really convenience cash quickly. Right. You know what? We have some clients that are agents too, and they have an offer, which is, they have a high closing ratio because they're like, Hey, we'll buy your house cash at a discount. Or if you want top dollar, we can list it for you too. We can, so they can help with both avenues. So if you want that convenience, boom, we're done. You want that top dollar? Hey, we'll show you how to stage all this kind of stuff. We'll list it on the market and get you the top dollar. And you're just Mm -hmm. trading convenience and time versus extra profit. Yeah. 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 And yeah, and that's actually our our brokerage is is working on that we have a an express offers campaign where we pair up with local investors and you know we can then offer yeah if you're looking for top dollar here's the way that we might list traditionally if you're looking for some sort of investment or some sort of quick cash closing we can actually partner up with local investors and give a cash offer on their home and yeah we just leave the ball in their court you guys decide what's best for you if you want top dollar 
this is the route you can go. If you, if you have a cash offer, we're able to find an investor that, that submits an offer on your home, then yeah, we can close, you know, anywhere from 10 days to 90 days, you guys pick the closing date, but it's a cash offer. So then you don't have to worry about it. So I, I do feel there is a lot of value in the marketplace to be able to offer that because the traditional way of, of doing sales um, is just getting murkier and murkier. And so it's, it's nice to have, to have options. Right. right and yeah. so, so yeah, you guys are, are certainly meeting a need in the market with that. All right. So, so talk to me then about the future for you guys. So you've got a, a ton of experience um, with digital marketing. You've got a ton of experience with personal investing and working with local investors. Uh, where do you see this growing for each of you guys in the future? Yeah, I see it growing. The, I got the real estate properties and well, number one, the digital marketing. I'm just sprinting as fast as I can and working as hard as I can for a short period of time and dumping it into real estate with the end goal. I got three kids. They're young. I'm trying to spend time. So if I can hustle and work a lot right now and put it into things that are giving me income later, then I might have to work for like 10 years and then I can take off. Just be like, oh, you know, we're just going to go away for a month or whatever. It just buys you all that freedom and uh, freedom and just like low stress. And then also you can have other people even manage your properties too. Like I don't manage them. I'm a property manager. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's my goal. My goal is to make a lot of money, invest it in real estate and have the real estate continue to pay me so I don't have to trade my time for the money anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 How about you, Chad? I mean, that's pretty much where we're at. That's uh, that's what we're doing. We're running with the agency, running pretty hard here. Um, bunch of clients. Gonna myself. I'm, I'm 31. I, I got three kids as well. Um, so hopefully, set them up by the time that I'm 40. Uh, but enough real estate and other investments that uh, can take care of them and me for for the rest of our life. Um, we've been starting to get into. We're dabbling a little bit with multi-unit buildings, things like that. Um, so hopefully that's going to take off in our future here. And uh, we're going to focus on how many units can we get versus houses. And once you get into that game, it could be a game changer for us in our future. So that's uh, that's where we hope to be. Hopefully in five years, we're talking and we own a couple hundred units at that point. Well, and what I love, the, the other thing that I love about investing in real estate is, is, is kind of whether it's the main focus or a side focus is you can... Uh, upscale your business or even downscale your business as much as you need to. So, you know, there, there might be a time, you know, Brian, you had mentioned about, uh, you know, having property managers, you know, there, let's just say something we've already experienced COVID. So that's a major shakeup to the industry, but there might be a time where you're like, you know what, I want to do property management and you can take that over, or you could take it over for some of your properties and hire it out for others. Or if you run across a great vendor that, um, that does contract work, you know, you can use them in, in different areas. So I feel like the, the, the beauty, the beautiful part about real estate investing is as your, your wealth grows and as your number of units grow, you can decide how involved you are or aren't in that process based on where you're at financially, where you're at from time-wise and where you're at from a life situation, right? You know, if, if, if you typically were the one that did the management and you just had a new baby, well, you might say, hey, for the next six months, I don't want to touch any of that. You can hire somebody out and then six months from now, you, f- you can take it back over. So it, it's able to flex with you as you grow and as you just dis- decide to, to downsize. And right. so so that's a that's a beautiful thing. So um, yeah, I agree. The, the ability to, to choose what you want, when you want, how you want, um, to have that investment portfolio in your back pocket really makes a big difference in helping with that. All right. Uh, anything else that you guys want to share? I think it's mainly like for your audience, like with passive income and stuff, just work really hard. I like, like me, I just look at it, work real hard, underspend what you make 
and mm-hmm. invested in stuff. And it's like planting seeds. You're planting seeds now for 10 years in the future. If you mm-hmm. keep doing that, and, keep, and then also in business too, just keep jabbing. Like keep taking shots at different things. You're going to fail like 20 times, but that 21st time makes it, it could make your life different. Yeah. I was going to say, it's no secret that you've got jab, 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 right hook on uh, your back. Oh, yeah, yeah, there. There. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, and that's what it is. Just fa- I failed so many. I mean, Chad has too. You probably, like, I think everyone, the key to success is one of them is just keep failing. And it sucks. You got to like take a couple of months sometimes to like lick your wounds, but try mm-hmm. something again because it, other people are doing stuff and it will work. You just got to make sure to keep getting back up and don't, don't beat up on yourself too much, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think me and Brian uh, failed on five, six businesses before we put them together, before we started motivated leads. We we're always just yeah. trying something on the side, always something new. But um, even before agency life, it was four or five businesses. So that's super important to just uh, can't get down on your losses. Just learn from them and keep pushing. Mm-hmm. And when you, and when you're losing too, quit, like, like when you take when you take a shot and it's going downhill, you need to know when to walk away, mm-hmm. or, or to go down with the ship. You know. Yeah, and and still, even though even though an idea or a business might be failing or something, you're you're learning valuable life skills and valuable knowledge that you're now going to apply moving forward. You know, I, I remember there was a, a a guy who had lost I don't know what it was millions of dollars. The the number doesn't matter as a ton. And he said, you know, what I took from it is that's my education. You know, instead of going to a school and, and paying, you know, $30,000 to get my MBA, I just got an education in life and I just got an education in business. So it, it might be an expensive education, but you're going to use all that knowledge that you've gained now to make your next business better. And then your next business better or year two better than year one, you know? So you're always yeah. going to just take that knowledge and, and reapply it. Um, to get better more quickly. That's a trick. I think it was Steve Jobs that said, I, I don't know, it's either his book or someone else, it's, uh, connect the dots. So pretty much every failure, everything you're going in life, you might learn something 10 years, like we might learn something 10 years ago. Just keep remembering all this stuff and learning from it because at some point in the future, you'll be able to connect that stuff and probably succeed or do something with it, you know? Great. So for those folks that, uh, you know, that have heard this episode and it resonated, how can how can they reach out to you or what what would you like to plug here? Yeah, sure. They can just check out our website. It's motivated-leads.com. And if they ever need any help, they can just give us a call on a number or fill out a form on the site. You know, Awesome. Great. Well, thanks so much for coming on. Appreciate learning more about you guys and learning more about your business and, and how you're helping investors succeed, but also taking those, uh, those lessons yourself and applying it to, to build wealth. So thanks so much for coming on. I appreciate it. Hey, thanks for having us. Definitely, man. Appreciate it a lot. Thank you. This is Mike Swenson. Are you looking to get more out of your real estate career? Are you looking for tools and systems and ways to build wealth so that you can have the financial freedom that you desire? I have a vision to create 20 millionaires over the next 20 years, and I want to do that for you. If you're interested in learning more about that program and how I can help you, reach out to me at mike at realfreedom.com. That's M-I-K-E at R-E-L-F-R-E-E-D-O-M.com. Thanks. 